Alhamdulillah, by Allah Ta'ala's fadl, this salat that we pray was legislated as the greatest vehicle of Allah Ta'ala's help for the believer in this world. Not only for the Ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but for those who came before and for those who will come until the Day of Judgment. There is a hadith of the Prophet narrated in a number of books of hadith of the highest siha, of the highest gradation of authenticity. It is a hadith that mentions what happens when a person reads the Surah Al-Fatiha in the Salat. In particular, in the Salat. What happens when a person reads the Surah Al-Fatiha in the Salat? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself, he says that I've made this Fatiha into two halves. Half of it is for me and half of it is for my slave. So when my slave says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praises to Allah ta'ala, Lord of the worlds. Allah ta'ala responds to that saying of the slave. He says, Hamidani Abdi, my slave has praised me. This is important. This is important to understand that the Salat itself is not just a one-way, like you drop a quarter in the toll booth, at least you did before COVID. You drop a quarter in the toll booth and the gate comes up and you just pass. This is an interaction between the slave and the Lord. This is also a reason why people should at least learn enough Arabic to be able to understand what does the Fatiha mean. That people should learn enough Arabic to understand what do those basic parts of the Qur'an and those basic adhkar that they make in the Salat and in other ritual observances, what do they mean? This doesn't only apply to Desi people, it applies to our Arab brothers as well. Right? There are things in the Qur'an that a normal Arabic-speaking person doesn't understand what they are until you look it up. What does Farrat min Qaswara mean? Even the Quraysh didn't understand what, any, what, what a lot of expressions in the Qur'an meant. There's need for study to understand what do these things mean. Hamidani Abdi, he says what? My slave has praised me. This connects with the topic of our talks in the previous two Jumu'ahs regarding what dua is, what the point of dua is, how a person uses dua and benefits from dua, how the point of dua is for you to show your slavehood to Allah Ta'ala and from it you reap from Allah's fadl, from Allah Ta'ala's grace, you reap great virtue. He says, my slave has praised me. Allah Ta'ala is happy with the person who says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. The the, then he says that when the slave says, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Rahman is the, both of these are Mubalagha, Siratul Mubalagha. They are intense and emphatic forms of Rahman. That Allah Ta'ala is the one whose mercy is so wide it touches all things. And then Rahim is the one whose mercy is intense uh, in its manifestation. 
This one I, actually is a clarification for a great amount of misunderstanding people have. Which is what Allah Ta'ala says, that my mercy, my mercy expands over all things. So someone says, well, a non-Muslim dies and, you know, like I should be able to make dua for them. And they use this ayah as a proof. Why? Because Ar-Rahman, one of its meanings is what the one whose mercy is so general, it touches all things. We say that the mercy of Allah Ta'ala touches all, all people when they're alive, whether they're a Muslim or they're not a Muslim. In every breath is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. In mere existence is the mercy of Allah Ta'ala. We say mere existence because we take it for granted, but tell something that doesn't exist to exist. Even in itself, it's a conundrum. It doesn't make any sense. And Ar-Rahim is what? Is the one whose mercy is intense. Whose mercy is intense. So the ulama have called Allah Ta'ala Rahman al-Dunya wa Rahim al-Akhirah. Obviously, he's Rahman and Rahim in both worlds. But you will see the tajalli, the, 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 the hijab between you and seeing his Rahmaniya in this world is lifted. Why? Because you see that everyone, even relatively evil people, enjoy the mercy of Allah Ta'ala while they're alive. And then the Rahim al-Akhirah, the hijab between you and his Rahimiyya will be lifted up on the Day of Judgment. When you see, بِمَا غَفَرُوا يَا لَيْتَ قَوْمِ يَعْلَمُونَ بِمَا غَفَرَ لِي رَبِّي وَجَعَلَنِي مِنَ الْمُكْرَمِينَ I wish my people knew that the, the martyr of Yasin, he, he says, I wish my people knew how much my Lord has forgiven me and how intense his honoring of me is in the Akhirah because of, my, because of what I did for his sake. You say, مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينَ مَالِكِ يَوْمِ الدِّينَ both of them are uh, valid qira'at. The master of the day of judgment, the sovereign on the day of judgment. Allah Ta'ala responds when you say that. He says, Majjadani abdi. My slave has magnified me. Then a person says, Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in. This is a very interesting expression. This is not a standard expression or a normal way of expressing oneself. We translate it as saying, you do we worship and your aid do we seek. Your help is it that we seek. But the simple way of saying this in Arabic would be, na'buduka wa nasta'inuka. We worship you and we seek your aid. This iya particle, this half, is a placeholder for the, uh, for, for the maf'ul. And so what happens is, when we translate it, we don't say we worship you and we seek your aid. We say you do we worship and your aid do we seek. The you with a capital Y in English, if you wanted to translate it as such. Why? Because the you in this case is Allah Ta'ala. The ulama write, taqdimul ma'mul, yufidu taqsis wal hasr. Putting the you in front of the verb, saying you do we worship, rather than saying we worship you. What does it mean? It means Allah Ta'ala is the, the, the center of attention when you say that. Putting the you in front of the verb, what does it mean? Taqsis, that we, we only worship, that, that we worship you especially. We seek your help especially. Walhasr, meaning what? We don't worship anyone other than you, and we don't seek help from anyone other than you. Allah Ta'ala says to the slave that this is the contract, this is 
between me and my slave. And after this, whatever my slave asks for, I'll give it to him. This is the contract between me and my slave. And whatever, whatever my slave asks for after this, I'll give it to him. This is what, there's no, no dua has been asked yet. The expression appears in Surah Maryam. What is the ahad? What is the contract between the slave and the, the, the Lord? Allah Ta'ala says that a person will not be benefited from anyone's shafa'ah, from anyone's intercession. They're not going to be benefited by, by anyone or anything except for the, on the Day of Judgment, except for the one who took an ahad, who took a covenant with the Lord. The one who has a contract with the Lord, who has an agreement with the Lord. With Ar-Rahman, Jalla Ala, the one who, whose ni'mah and whose blessings touch and, and color all things in this life. Look, what does Sayyidina Abdullah bin Abbas who say about this ahad? What is this ahad? This ahad is la ilaha illallah. This ahad is la ilaha illallah. If a person should ever slip, if a person should ever forget, if a person should ever make a mistake, let them renew their contract with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let them renew their ahad with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying what? La ilaha illallah. This is the meaning of the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Jaddu imanakum bikhulikum. La ilaha illallah. This is why the entire ummah from the first day until now spent their, spent their days and their nights repeating again and again La ilaha illallah. You do we worship and your aid do we seek. Now if a person worshiped anyone other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, would we forget about them being pious or righteous or their dua being accepted? Would we even call such a person Muslim? Absolutely not. But in the siyak, the exact same formula is used for ibadah, in the, in the ayah, the exact same formula is used for isti'ana. The same formula is used for worship, and the same formula is used for what? For seeking help. Just like a person cannot worship other than Allah Ta'ala and call themselves a Muslim, a person cannot seek help from anyone other than Allah Ta'ala and call themselves a Muslim. Now, we mentioned from before that the difference between the Muslim and the kafir is not that the kafir wor works in the world of cause and effects, and we just sit back and just read our salat. We also put our hand in the worlds of causes and effect. If you need lumber, you got to cut a tree down. If you want water, you got to pull the bucket out of the well. All of us agree with that, and that's the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. The difference is what? When the kafir cuts his wood or gets his water or does whatever, makes his money, earns his living, cooks his food, he says, look how smart I am, look how competent I am, look how good I am. And when the believer does it, he understands what I did is nothing. Even that ability to do that is a gift from Allah Ta'ala. And he thanks Allah Ta'ala for all of these things. This expression of isti'ana, it appears in the Quran. Allah Ta'ala says what? How is it done? How is it that you seek help from Allah Ta'ala? One might say, well, if we're going to end up putting our hand in the, in the asbab, in the causes and effects of the dunya anyway, how is it that we seek help from Allah Ta'ala only and without any, without any partner, uh, no one other than Him? By two things. By sabr, by patience and steadfastness. Because the things you want, you're not going to get them right away. 
You ask Allah Ta'ala and then you work, knowing that He's the one who gives to you. Someone will say, oh, you've been making dua for this thing for the last 30 years, 40 years, you still didn't get it? Allah Ta'ala doesn't hear you. Allah Ta'ala doesn't care. Allah Ta'ala doesn't exist. All of these wasawis people have shaitan puts in their ear. Sometimes you don't need shaitan. Sometimes other people do a better job. Sometimes we don't need other people because we do a good enough job ourselves. May Allah Ta'ala protect us and forgive us. Allah Ta'ala Himself explains in His book, the sabr, be patient. You make a dua for something, it may happen a thousand years after you die. It may happen on the Day of Judgment, but trust me, it's going to happen. Be steadfast in your asking. Wasala, and in this prayer, Allah Ta'ala says that when a person says to him, Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'in, he says, this is the contract between me and my slave, وَلِعَبْدِ مَا سَأَلْ And my slave will now receive what he asks for. And then you say, اِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمَ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْبُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الضَّالِّينَ Guide us to the straight path, the path of those that you have blessed. Not the path of those who you are angry with, nor the path of those who have completely lost the plot, who have completely gone astray. This Fatiha, this Fatiha itself, this Fatiha is something that a person can use in order to get all of their needs fulfilled. Saying it in the Salat is like Nurun ala Nur. Even a person has some need that they have, a person look at this, that they have this Fatiha. Imagine a person, there are three ayahs in the beginning of this Fatiha that a person praises Allah Ta'ala through. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, Maliki Yawmiddin. These are the words of praise that make the Lord pleased with you. If we were to praise Allah Ta'ala with our own words, we would come up with something that is in insufficient. We would come up short. Rather, the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he himself used to say to Allah Ta'ala when he made dua is subhanaka la nuhsi thana'an alayka anta kama athnayta ala nafsik he says that how exalted are you how far are you beyond the, the, the grasp of any perfection that we can even imagine we're not able to we're not able to express properly we're not able to contain your praise rather we admit that you're the only one who knows even how to praise yourself so this is a gift Allah Ta'ala gave you, that these are the words, they're like, they unlock, they're, they're like a key that unlocks a door. What's on the other side of the door is whatever, whatever the slave wants from Allah Ta'ala. As long as you keep this ahad, which is what? That we only worship you and we only seek help from you. Not through your degree, not through your passport, not through your nationality, not through your tribe, not through your physical well-being, not through any of those things. Their atiqad is very important. What a person thinks inside of their heart when they do something is very important. Two people may do the exact, very exact same thing. They may even come to the same masjid and pray the same salat. But because a person thinks, look how pious I am, that person resembles Iblis. They don't resemble a believer. Whereas the person who says, look, alhamdulillah, how fortunate I am, ala, ala al khalayat, from all of, the, all of the creation of Allah Ta'ala, somebody's at the hardware store, somebody's at Target, somebody's buying shoes, somebody is uh, you know, at the coffee shop, somebody's at the metro station, somebody's uh, you know, going to the airport in this Mubarak hour. Maybe even they're Muslims, they have an excuse, they're travelers, Jummah is not far on them. 
That's okay, we don't have to say bad about other people. We can think the best about other people. But still, still, out of all of, all of those people, Allah Ta'ala chose me to be in his Mubarak house in this Mubarak hour. That this is the most sacred and the most holy of gatherings in this moment. That only the ones Allah Ta'ala loves, he gathers them in his house. And the people he doesn't, he doesn't give this honor to, we don't even say he doesn't love. We say he, the people he didn't give this honor to, he let them disperse to the corners. The person who comes to Jumu'ah like that, for them truly their Jumu'ah is Mubarak. They're, truly their Jumu'ah is Mubarak. Barakallahu lakum, barakallahu fikum, barakallahu May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who understand the qadr of this fatiha. That we, 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 when we have a need from Allah ta'ala that we recite it, we think about it, we remember it. And Allah ta'ala fulfills our, our needs uh, through it like he fulfilled the needs of our forefathers uh, before us. That Allah ta'ala accepts our salat through it like he accepted the salat of our forefathers before us. That Allah Ta'ala honors us on the Day of Judgment through it, like He honors the one that He loves through it on the Day of Judgment. Wabillah tawfiq wa sallallahu tabarak wa ta'ala wa sallama ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.